And so you go and you pay to become a member, but you pay for a membership for a day for legal reasons. You're a member. And so you go, you pay, you get a locker or you can like pay even more. You got a room. And you like okay. basically just walk and how much around. more do you have to pay to get a guy? <laughs> you pay less, actually. <laughs> they pay you to like, take this guy off our hands. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Handy is leading a sex toy revolution for the dick havers. So you're going to want to get this one wrapped around your cock with free shipping when you use promo code Billy20 at thehandy.com. Dick wipes. Yes. I am telling you about Promescence New Dick Wipes. These wipes will help you last longer in bed and take up no more space than a condom. Buy Promescence New Delay Wipes today at Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the tops, the bottoms, the lefts, the rights, and that special someone coming up behind you. This is Billy Persida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. For what is far from the first time in my career, I am coming to you from a McDonald's parking lot in a strange state. We've just got to stop meeting like this, people. Hi. Welcome to the show. This week, I've got on comedian Calvin Cato. Hilarious guy. Oh, my gosh. I've never had so much fun talking about gay bathhouses before. I'm really excited to share our conversation with y'all in a little bit. But first, you know, y'all have been uh, leaving me voicemails on the call-in line, the new call-in line, or at least the uh, the temporary, the testing phase of a call-in line for the month of October. Y'all can call in with your comments and questions to 646-580-1351. So I'm going to play a little voicemail from longtime listener, longtime fan whore, longtime supporter, uh, Owen P. Hey, Billy, this is Owen from Pennsylvania. Just, you know, that... I've been following you for several years now, and um, you've really grown as a wonderful human being and just delivering entertainment and education in a weekly package and a fine package you've got. So thank you much. If you want to hear your words, if you want to hear your voice here on the Man Whore Podcast, you can call in yourself. Leave a voicemail to 646-580-1351. You'll see it in the show notes. But uh, do it quick because we're just testing out this this uh, call-in line for the month of October. So if you wait till November, it might not be active. Get it in now while you still can. And I'm always reading and responding to your emails, okay? You send me your advice, questions, your comments on the show, or criticisms about something I said. You can send any and all of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Let's do a fan or appreciation moment. I love these. This week's fan whore on Patreon I want to give a shout out to is uh, Independent Poppy. All the poppies who independent, throw your hands up at man. Thank you, Independent Poppy, for being part of Fan Whore Nation on Patreon. Thanks for chipping in. Doing your part to keep me, Billy, an independent poppy. So you can show your appreciation. You can say thank you. You can support what I'm doing, just like Independent Poppy, at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. 
We're doing one of those record short intros this week because I am tired, folks. I gotta get these chicky nuggets inside of me and, <laughs> and get some bed. He performs all over New York City. You can't miss this guy. Um, he, he's been at this game for years and he hasn't aged one bit and I hate him for it. Let's let's do a couple ad reads and then and then we're gonna chat with Calvin Cato. If you're following me on Instagram, you know that uh, my girlfriend recently got an IUD. And so you know what that means, right? Like, you know why we get an IUD. Because we're pulling the condoms, people. Oh, oh my. Fellow penis havers know that that can be an adjustment. That's why I am using our sponsor this week, Promescent. Yes, Promescent. They've got their delay spray, and now they have their patented new delay wipes. Promescent's delay technology is amazing and really helps you last longer in bed. I mean it. This shit works. Yes, I enjoy having sex with my girlfriend without a condom now, but like, I want to be able to enjoy that sex without the condom for longer. Give your dick more time to do the work you wanted to do with Promescent today. Go check out their premium sexual wellness products at promescent.com. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. And don't forget to let them know who sent you. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by The Handy. Yes, The Handy, our absolute favorite hand job machine in the game. Frankly, it's my favorite sex toy in my closet. Yes, The Hand Job is our hand job machine from our friends in Norway. And yes, I have another girlfriend tie-in for you. Check it. I live in Bushwick. I live in like deep Bushwick. My girlfriend lives in a very nice neighborhood in Brooklyn, okay? She lives on the water. She's got a view. She's actually kind of got multiple views of downtown. She's doing well, but they, there's no train that directly goes from my place to her place. So sometimes the logistics of hanging out don't really work out. That doesn't mean we can't share a wonderfully hot sexual experience. And that's where the handy comes into play. Because not only will I send her some pictures and some videos from my, uh, from my OnlyFans archive, but I'll also send her my handy access code. That way she can control my hand job machine from all the way across Brooklyn. It's amazing. It's great. She can control if it's going to be quick little short strokes at the tip of my dickhead or or if she wants to do longer, slower, full, meaty strokes of it. Yes, the handy. You want to get this. If there's a dick involved in your relationship, you want to get it. Okay, if there are two dicks involved in your relationship, you want to get two. And you want to get free expedited shipping when you use promo code billy20 at checkout again go to the handy h-a-n-d-y.com use promo code billy20 at checkout now let's get to the show uh well it started out as like was you know casual covid buddy kind of things and then it ended up being something where it i mean it's still open which is good um just because, I mean, we're just realistic about things and it's kind of like, you know, well, we met during this chaotic time and obviously because of COVID, it's not like we're both like going out and actively, you know, seeking out other mm-hmm. things. But, you know, we want to keep it open to like see other people and stuff. But at the same time, it's there's still like a degree of like seriousness and commitment there, which is good. Uh, sorry, as I as I reverse the orientation, for, forgetting that I am left handed. Oh, no. <laughs> Otherwise, every time I have to make a no, I have to do a severe crossover, <laughs> close off my body language, 
like this like is basketball i'm in the defensive yeah. stance and i'm dribbling over here uh so but i'm here with comedian calvin cato uh who i've known for a very long time yes actually like what over 10 years now uh, you i think you've been hosting open mics for as long as i've been doing comedy. yeah <laughs> good lord yes i'm glad i retired from that because that was a fate Worse than death. <laughs> I remember being in my mid twenties and and being at a hostile show and you being like, "Man, I'm getting too old for this shit." Yeah. <laughs> and that was probably like six years. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> and lo and behold, all those shows closed because of COVID. So it's great. Uh, all right. Yeah. It's like I don't even know where to go anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you know what has stayed like kind of intact and certain is like sex party communities. I know where to yes. go for that. Still, they're still there. Great. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> still on the list for a couple of parties. Like there's this. Um, oh, you are. I am. It's so. I've never you. gone. I know. <laughs> oh, Calvin. I, I've always been curious. I've never gone. And it's so funny because I, I've i always had a curiosity about it. But I either it was like a timing thing. Like it would be like I had like work or shows because like some of them are. So like there's this one list. I probably shouldn't say too much about it. But basically. You, so, say, you probably should. Right. Is it, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I it's not like super anonymous anonymous or anything or nor is it illegal for yeah. that matter i don't think it's cool so this one like it's like a body positive gay party and it's like uh it's they have like a mix of like bear no i think it's a, i think it's just called bear party or something okay like that. It, i wish it was something clever like you know wolves in the dungeon or whatever <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's the themes the yeah themes get like that. wolves in the dungeon would be like a scary but interesting fucking two months ago hacienda had a party called a fucked up fairy tales Ooh, i kind of like that right? <laughs> did you have to dress up to or was it just like i'll be honest i skipped the party only because i could not think of an outfit worthy of that <laughs> of that theme and if i can't think of a way to at least attempt the theme yeah. i'm like i don't even want to go i don't want to be a loser wearing dockers <laughs> i saw there were a couple of guys there who looked like they just got off of like wall street happy hour and we all made fun of them yeah behind their backs <laughs> while we all wore glitter and mesh tops <laughs> <laughs> that's so silly that you'd be so dressed up because I feel like that's the whole point of a sex party really is to like have fun because I've never but I've never been to like a formal like sex party uh-huh. so like at Max like uh, I used to like well seeing this guy is a very loose term but like I used to hook up with this guy regularly Okay, and he took me to like um there's this place called Eastside Club and it's like one of the old school like gay bathhouses mm-hmm. and so you go and you pay to become a member but you pay for a membership for a day for legal reasons you're a member yeah and so you go, you pay, you get a locker, or you can like pay even more. You get a room, and you like basically just. Walk and how much around. more do you have to pay to get a guy? <laughs> you pay less, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they pay you. Like, take this guy off our hands and stop wandering the hallways in the same dirty town. Can you take care of Ben? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did do that. I mean, it was. I mean, that was an interesting experience. It was weird to be like just naked in a room full of men and like kind of just walk around and window shop and like. The way that works in bathhouses is like the there people if the if you see a door that's open like that means that they're open for business and so if a guy is face up that means they're a top or if they're face down they want to be a bottom oh. and you just like walk in and do your whatever business you just walk in and if you if you like the dick you see you just go for it yeah and it's like just all eye communication so you're just like oh yep eye, eyes yes yeah eyes, but like yes, what if you got a no. fucking weird twitch. 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. I tick my, I have a tick where I roll my eye to the top left corner sometimes. I'm like, I don't know what that means in <laughs> certain sub communities. Well, you can also nod, you know, <laughs> it's not just like, eyes. well, I guess it's hard if you're face down, but like usually like sure. if you're face down, you kind of turn around and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. When then how does it proceed from there? Or have you not partaken past that point? Uh, well, okay. So I did. Uh, <laughs> so basically, so you go in um, and then once that's agreed upon, you kind of like close the door and then like, you know, you have a quick discussion at least about like safe sex or unsafe sex. I, I do safe sex. So and then you just have sex with that person, and then you just leave, and you don't exchange names. Well, you can if you want to, but I I ended up hooking up with three guys there, and like I got out of all three of them, I there I got one guy's name, like in a day. Oh uh, yeah, in that like span. Sick. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I don't like it was fun, but I don't know if it was really for me. Uh huh. And I, I don't. I think it's just hard when it's that anonymous. Like, I don't know. I'm the kind of person where, like, I watch porn and I still need to see, like, what the backstory is a little bit. Like, I need to know, like, oh, okay, like, this guy and his stepdad are being weird together. And, like, the stepdad's like, I married the mom, but I wanted you. Like, I need the context or else, like, it doesn't mean It's not as hot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So where'd this, like, initial curiosity with group sex and sex parties come from? Um, So it was something I always was interested in. Like, I guess, like, when... As I got older, more sexually mature, um, when I was single, like, for after, like, so I was in, like, a monogamous relationship for, like, two and a half years. And then when I became single, I was just kind of like, oh, I just wanted to figure out, like, what else is going on. And so I did all the cliche gay stuff. Like, you know, you download Grinder and Scruff and, like, Daddy Hunt and Mr. X and things like that. Daddy Hunt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the gay apps always have the most intense names. Really gay do. bars and gay dating apps have the most intense names. Like, I feel like most of the gay bars, like, I'll have, it's, like, one word and something really intense, like, Splash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss Splash. That was a fun bar. <laughs> or Cock. Remember the one? It's just called Cock, but they won't write the word cocks which is a picture of a rooster yes. on third avenue <laughs> it's like i know what you are i know yeah. <laughs> also the cock is one of the woof have you ever been in there uh i've I been mean, there after it was that because i think it became something else yeah sadly the cock because i remember the cock's old space um i remember because this like bouncer tried to bark me off the street one time this is like before i was really even doing anything and i was okay. like excuse me sir how dare you you're gonna get a cat called into a gay bar yeah like he tried it and i was like no i don't know i don't do that no <laughs> um and i finally did go in like later on and i was like oh this is because the cock was like just sex was like just out there really like at, at least at the old one like literally i mean you like not at the direct entrance but like by the bar, like you could see like blowjobs happening, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay." I feel like that's an environment I thrive in, even if I'm not like particularly interested. <laughs> I'm just like happy, open sexuality is happening. Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I mean, knowing you, and like, I mean, I remember listening to. Um, I think it, I think it was like a. It was on Andrea Allen's podcast, but uh, I remember you. Uh, it was like you two talking about going to a sex party together, and I and like when I think of the cock, I, I those two <laughs> stories always like kind of like parallel in my head. Where I was like, I feel like you two would enjoy it just because it was like so free and so open, mm-hmm. and like but still like consensual and fun, like in a way, like and like that to me was like handleable even though i wasn't participating in it i was like oh it's cool here's my drink i'm just gonna move this over here so the semen doesn't get in it and like you're fine yeah hold on let me move my chair over yeah. <laughs> give you some more space and like but it's so funny so the new cock it's so weird so that actually used to be um a comedy venue was they moved the cabin 
Oh uh, yeah, so ca- yeah, they brought the space where Cabin used to be, okay. and so now that's where the new cock is. And it was so weird because uh, the last time I went there, I went there with a friend of mine, and my friend is very into like a group sex stuff, and I mm-hmm. was just going there to get a drink. And so, like, there's the upstairs, and so the upstairs is, like, a regular bar, and then the downstairs, which is where the show used to be, was just, like, a crazy sex party, and I, like, went downstairs with my friend just to accompany him, and then my friend quickly got lost in a sea of dudes, and at one point I was like, oh, that used to be the stage, (laughs) (laughs) and there's, like, a very, like, active three-way going on, and I was like, aw, I used to tell jokes there. It's like, be like, oh, I've bombed in that spot. That's so fun. I'm glad you're having fun there. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you find yourself? Because a lot of people get curious about group sex or sex parties, and and they want to know, like, how do I find, like, how did you find yourself on these email lists? Um, So that email list, uh, I got on it through um, a quote, a friend, air quotes, who I met on Grindr. And he was very into them. And like we had hooked up like just one on one individually, but he kept inviting me to these parties. And at one point he was like, oh, here's the website. Here's the list. You should join the list. And, you know, it'll send you information about parties. And like they have parties like Wednesday through Sunday. And so most of them are in Manhattan, but there's like one that happens in Brooklyn as well. Okay. And what was really cool is he was like, um, you know, they're all. It's not just like, you know, Chelsea gym bunnies. It's like more focuses on like guys who are hairier or like skinnier or like, you know, larger, like kind of bear types or older men and stuff Mm. like that, which like I am more into. Like I never was into the whole like perfect chisel physique kind of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And but you you never actually went and because there were these conflicts. Yeah, there were just there were conflicts, and then there was one time where I actually was gonna go, and I was supposed to meet up with my friend there, but then my friend had canceled last minute, mm-hmm. and I felt too weird going alone. Like I, I think that the thing is like with group sex parties, is I would rather go with someone, right? Because at least then, like, I just just so I have like a base, you know, in terms of it's like, nice to have that safety valve. If you're getting weird, you can go back and find your friend and be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna hang out with you for a minute. Exactly, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to like. I think I would just feel too weird going by myself. And if I feel uncomfortable, then I'm kind of like, I don't know if I just stand by the bar or like, is that weird if I'm just standing by myself? And I don't want to be the kind of person who looks like I'm just observing events. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I I mean, I think for me, I don't want to feel like I'm either being a fraud or a spy. Mm -hmm. Like um, I, this is such a weird segue. So uh, the guy I'm seeing so he has a friend and his friend does this thing. There's a specific name for it, but it's associated with this like gay group called the Radical Fairies. The Radical Fairies. Fairies. Yes. <laughs> Is that the gay mafia? <laughs> like, in fact, the complete opposite. What they're- is this? Is this like a militant queer group? Is it- <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're more like of like a gay artist collective that like there is a lot of like they do like a lot of like just really cool like kind of edgy art so like it'll be art that like incorporates like dildos or like sex sure themes are these people who think like the dsa isn't going far enough <laughs> i don't even know what the dsa is oh democratic socialists of america oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like bernie it's not radical enough <laughs> you know what probably i would not be sure. surprised okay got, i got an image in my head that's wild that's but yeah wild. they're very wild they're very like super open What's also really cool is that they're very, they're openly accepting of like trans men being in their space, mm-hmm. which a lot, some, not a lot, but there are several gay male spaces that don't, still don't allow trans men in it, which is mm-hmm. a shame. But like, they're very like open about like, we don't care if you're trans men, if you're, as long as you, if you're male identified, you can be a part of our space. 
And so, like, they you have this, like, art, so they put on, like, art shows, and then they also have, like, an open mic, so you can just kind of do anything. And then after the open mic, they um, they move to Zoom. So on Zoom, they have this, like, session where, like, people just, like, jerk off in front of each other, or, like, on screen. And so it's, like, a group jerk-off thing. Amazing. Yeah, it's – which is really awesome. And um, so uh, the guy uh, – would attend a couple um but he would feel weird because he doesn't he didn't participate because he's like i just feel too uncomfortable like participating but then he's like i actually i don't want to feel like people think oh are you just being a voyeur like is and so that's kind of how i feel about like going to a group sex party by myself like Mm -hmm. i feel too much like oh i'm not really (laughs) i don't know i just i don't want to feel like I'm encroaching on your space if I'm not participating. Mm-hmm. Are you considering still going to a party with the guy that you're saying? Um, yeah, we had talked about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're still like trying to be strict because of COVID. So like that's sure. part, I mean, the main reason why. <laughs> uh, have, have either of you gotten COVID yet? No, we have not. I, can see <laughs> I love I can that see it's that. yet. Like it's inevitable. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I think if we had all done the responsible thing during a certain time frame, I think it would be reasonable to try to still not get it. But now I think... I mean, the well, I guess if people are going to be assholes, then you will get it sometime. And if you're vaccinated, you won't probably won't go to the hospital and you almost certainly won't die. So, like, the, yeah. the hope is that if you get COVID, it is incredibly mild. Like, because I, I, at, at this point, I don't know. Like, all I think the sex parties I've been going to, like, a, a chunk of them have, like, there have been positive cases that will show up a few days later. And, like, mm-hmm. we don't know if, like... They got it. For, and these are vaccinated play parties. Like yeah. you're showing the bouncer before you even get the check in is checking your vaccination status. So they are taking it seriously. There's not like, a oh, I forgot my thing. Right. They're not playing that. And yet breakthrough cases are, are still going to happen because yeah. just it's fucking science is weird. I can't. That's a weird <laughs> thing with all this. It's like, I, why? I'm like, I've, neither of us are. Qual- I'm not qualified to explain it scientifically. You're not qualified to receive this information scientifically because neither of us took more than the mandatory minimum science classes in college. So yeah. why are we even pretending to have this chat? But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, like I just got an email today that the party on Saturday, like, oh, some people tested positive. So yeah. monitor your health. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but like, so I'm just kind of in the, like, yeah, I think it's inevitable. And if you don't have comorbidities, like just get ready to have 10 days off at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you, um, were you always just comfortable? Like just go like, what well, I mean, obviously when things like return to a more of a sense of normalcy, like it, was it just comfortable and free to be like, yeah, I'll just go back to sex parties or COVID related or, uh, you mean like, uh, well, are you talking about my comfort with group sex or my comfort post COVID? Uh, like post COVID your comfort with group sex. Uh, like- I believe in like the, in vaccinations. And when they say they are going to check vaccinations and they did check the first party back, they said you had to be vaccinated. But no one asked me for the thing. The second one, though, I may—I don't know if people complained or what, but like the second one, yes, there was a bouncer oh, right. and that bouncer was a big dude who you didn't want to fuck with. And he was making sure he didn't even let you in the door before they saw that. So wow. there's one, there's that. And two, it's like, yeah, like I believe science. I believe in this shit. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, like if if everyone in a small population is vaccinated, like I don't think uh, I'm going to die yeah. from that. So and the people in my life are vaccinated as well. I don't have anyone being an idiot and I don't have anyone who's like suffering from like uh, an illness. So I've been comfortable in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can still be an adjustment to switch just like it was an adjustment to to get really tight and strict. It will be an adjustment to loosen back up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I come from. It is. I totally agree. And I mean, for me, like I um, 
I mean, in general, like, I mean, pre-COVID, I definitely was very, like, uh, not, like, cavalier, but, like, you know, I was very, like, oh, whatever. Like, if I was in a neighborhood and someone, like, popped up on, like, an app, and I'd be like, oh, you know what, whatever. If I have enough time, I'll go to their house. But definitely, like, because of COVID. <laughs> if, if I have time, <laughs> I could pop over real quick for some dick. Yeah, I got... I got 40 minutes. Yeah. I was like, I'm between sets. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> but like definitely because of COVID, I mean, I I had instituted a rule in general where I was like, I was only going to hook up with people who I had hooked up with before COVID. Mm-hmm. And even at, because I mean, you, like anyone who I hooked up before COVID by that point would be someone who like I had enough of a conversation with where I was like, okay, I know you well enough where I would feel comfortable like asking you and I'd feel comfortable with you telling me the answer in terms of like, are you hooking up with other people or like, you know, how safe are you? Like, are you like out here in these streets? And like, <laughs> like, cause like there were a couple uh guys who like I had in like a kind of, I guess, rotation for lack of a better word okay. who like, I like, remember there's one guy who had reached out to who I was asking about that. Cause I had like stopped hooking up like, like, because the city had shut down March 15th of last year. And I think the last person I hooked up with was, like, on March 12th. And it was someone who I actually, like, had gone on a couple of dates with. But he lived in Philadelphia. So, obviously, like, when everything shut down, I was like, well, there's no traveling. Like, that's not going right. to happen. Um, but in the meantime, like, I, and I actually, like, went through, like, a period of, like, this is the longest, like, period of, like, celibacy I had in a while. So, like, I'd been, I went, like, four or five months? Four months? Mm. And four months. And, like, hadn't done anything. Like, I, at best, I was, like, ch- I would chat with people. And then I'd be, like, okay, this is great. But whatever. We're just going to chat. I'm not going to actually meet up with you. Mm. And then when I finally was, like, okay, I'm going to see. Because, I mean, I was still trying to be as safe as possible. But, like, you know, we all have needs. Yeah. It's hard when you're, like, cooped up. Alone. How long did it take for you to go out of your house or let someone into your house for, for dick? Um, so I had hooked up with someone in like mid July. That was the first time. And I went over to their place, but that was like, we had literally been talking like daily yeah, to a point where like, it was like established. We both knew we weren't hooking up with anyone. So we finally were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to be safe mask and everything. But I never seen that when I got to his place, but that was the first time I did it. And even then, like it honestly just felt so weird. Yeah, because it was still it was such an adjustment to go from like you know air is poison and like you shouldn't <laughs> even see other people and you know we knew each other and like had all these conversations it was still so bizarre and what was interesting was that it was less about sex and more about like actual like cuddling like we just spent a lot of time just like touching each other more so than we did with like actual like having sex because you were missing intimacy and yeah. like physical touch yes because you went months without it yes <laughs> that's bonkers yeah it was wild and it was such an interesting experience to happen. And then like s- slowly, like I slowly got like more comfortable enough to like, there was another person who like lived much closer. And so I met up with him once. And then um, the guy I'm seeing now is who like, it was actually someone new who I hadn't talked to at all before. Mm. Um, but like, we just had a great conversation and hit it off. And then like things like worked out. What was that first like physical intimate encounter like to to be held to be touched? I don't know what fondling did or didn't happen, but just like to be physically with somebody. I mean, it honestly it just felt so like magical and it was so like freeing cuz for me, I mean, I 
was in an apartment by myself. I didn't. It's not. I didn't have roommates or anything. So even Wait, like that bed bug space that was during that all happened during. No, COVID? that was that was before COVID. Okay, thankfully. Cool, cool. Sorry. Keep so going. that that was before COVID, and then um, but during COVID, so I was like living basically in this downstairs space by myself. I mean, it was like a separate apartment and everything, but like I'm still by myself, and it's like. I was used to living in studios. So like to live in a full one bedroom, I mean, I I don't know how many listeners you have, but like as a New Yorker, that's rare when you're like, oh, I have rooms. Like, (laughs) but also it's rare when you're like, oh, I have rooms by myself. And, you know, you could still chat like, you know, you could still like, you know, sex chats or like phone sex or whatever, but it's just not remotely the same when you're still like, okay, and then I'm done and I am by myself or even like. Talking with just friends over Zoom, like you do that, but then you're like, okay, and this is done, and now I'm just by myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I wasn't working because, like, there was no work. So, like, you're just, you have an endless stretch of days just by yourself. And so it was nice, like, that first touch. It was nice, A, because it was the first time where I was like, oh, this is something that's scheduled that's outside of my house that doesn't involve like grocery shopping, you know, like it was like, I'm just, schedule just to like see someone and meet them and whatever happens happens and so i think that this the first feeling of being touched was just so nice because it was just such a like an instant level of intimacy where you're like wow this is so nice to what was the first touch um maybe beyond the initial like a handshake or hug if like when you first see each other but like what was the first like um purposeful touch to wear from what Oh gosh, <laughs> this isn't even like a raunchy question, in my opinion. No, no, because this could be a I'm hand on a thigh. It, I'm thinking about it both with the first guy I hooked up with versus the guy I'm seeing now, uh-huh. and so I with the guy I'm seeing now, I remember it much more clearly because it was so. Because with the guy I'm seeing now, that was the first time I'd even I'd met up with someone who I had not had previous contact with right. before, and I remember we ended up. Um, so the first time I went over to his place. And we sat on his couch and we actually talked for like, must have been like three hours or something. So we talked for three hours. And then at one point I had like put my arm like on the couch and then he like put his hand like on my arm. And it was, it sounds so weird, but it was, there's something that was so electric about it because it just felt like, oh, okay, I guess we're, we're doing this. this That's is- not weird at all. Yeah. But it was just so like nice and friendly and it was cool because it was like, okay, like you're a new person I'm letting into like this like very limited circle that I have and like you're being like actively like nice and friendly and there wasn't anything aggressive about it. It was more just a like, I'm just letting you know that I'm here and like we can, and in general, like throughout the conversation, like when things started to get more sexual, he was like, you know, this is weird for both of us. Cause this is, you know, been such a limited experience. So he's like, you know, I want you to know, like, you know, feel free to like, tell me what your limits are like if you do or don't want to do things and so it was just very nice and it was also very nice to just even have that conversation because i feel like even pre-covid like i don't know if i was necessarily having those conversations in a direct way Mm -hmm. so it was such a like very charged almost romantic moment even though like i knew we were both there for sex there was something that felt so much more personal about it and it felt so much more less about like just gratification and more about like let's just make a connection like it was like kind of like a real date that had sex obviously but 
it kind of mimics that that chart when you're having a first date where it's clicking like you know it's going well like you know whether you're getting drinks or you're in the park and you know the connection's happening you know there's mutual interest and you know at some point y'all are gonna like you know when it's what's like i know we're gonna kiss i don't know when we're gonna kiss yeah and i know there's gonna be t- like that first time like someone puts a hand on a thigh or touches a shoulder that it is electricity yeah i'm sure there's some sort of like scientific thing i could say of like neurons or whatever but like yo it's fucking electric the first time someone you're into that you know are into you touches you mm-hmm. it could be a hug it could be a hand it could be grabbing your balls but like yeah. <laughs> it, it's electric it's that it's the first touch each touch after it will not nearly be as electric as that first touch but i think couples that were long distance um or maybe like people who like were regular fuck buddies who had to like put that shit on ice or whatever uh people who moved away temporarily and to go so People who like are reconnecting now with like these folks who they've been, you know, they've done all the sex shit with, and yet they had this huge lapse of time. Yeah. Or maybe they hung out together but didn't touch because they were being extra safe and cautious. Now they're finally doing that first. So they're kind of getting to have that first touch again. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. It's honestly, it's really cool and magical. And it's honest, it's also something that like it makes it feel more valuable. Like there's something more tangible about it tangible about it now versus back then where it's kind of like because i mean pre-covid even though yes like you know even if it's a fuck buddy for reasons i mean i I can only speak for myself um i mean i know it's true for other people but like for me like usually like fuck buddies happen more so or even like fuck buddies you become more like friendly on a Mm. friendly level like i know that at the end of the day a lot of it's just a matter of time like i just don't have enough time because I'm, like, running around doing this, running around doing that, like, you know, shows or work or life or whatever. And so there's something – but I feel like because of COVID and because everyone was forced to be on lockdown, it kind of made you value value your time more. So then when you have those, like, first touches again with someone, it's such a conscious, like, no, like, I'm inviting you here because I want you to be here. Or, like, I'm touching you because I want to touch you. Mm-hmm. It feels less of, like, a, oh, you're a warm body and more of a, like, this is a conscious presence. And now that we've been like really sweet and everything, uh, what was the first fuck like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with him, it was very good actually. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I think it was nice because he, it was like a mix of like, he was very like confident about things, but also very like deferential mm-hmm. in a way. Cause he's like, he's older. And I find that that's true. I found this to be true with like older lo- lovers is that they're much more like, patient and they're much less about like okay let's quickly get to the orgasm and more about like i want this to be like a good experience and you know i feel like older men tend to be like i know what i want obviously but i also know that it won't be as pleasurable for me if you don't get what you want as well so i want to make sure that like i take things slow and like take things at your own pace and kind of like even though i'm like driving i want to make sure you have the option of like changing the route if you want oh that's so that's how much older uh, <laughs> a bit older. Uh, also, like you're, if I remember correctly, you're like way older than you you look. Yes, right? I am. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, w- another yes. thing I learned at that hostel. Yes. Show. <laughs> uh, I remember being like, I think you told me, and I forgot what it was, but I just, I just, I remember being like, whoa. Yes. Um, I look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am in my in the top of the mid thirties now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you're an elder millennial. I am. Yes. I I am now. Apparently, according to fucking everything and TikTok, especially, it reminds me every day. Well, TikTok's just full of millennial hate speech. Okay, yeah. and I don't. 
I don't appreciate it. It very really. Much. I feel like every TikTok video is like, remember the song from the nineties? It was so stupid. And you're like, but you're dancing to it right now. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, do you normally dig older dudes? Um, I tend to like. Um, yeah, because you're, you're at an age where like going older at some point is going to start being like less functional yeah exactly like i mean i'm like reaching like the upper limits i think like and now i'm just kind of like i guess now i just get older until i meet up to that age so like this guy he's in his 50s okay um but he's like very he's like very sweet just very nice and like it's funny because he's there there are ways where like if you were to meet him he's very like quiet and unassuming but he's like very like dynamic in other ways in the bedroom which is very fun so, yeah. yeah, and I do have to be careful because he is um he had a kidney kidney transplant, so because of that he's like immune compromised. So like that's another reason as to why like I try to be very careful with like like meeting up with people mm-hmm. and like you know I'm still I like communicate with him if like I'm gonna like see someone else and like he knows and I'm like listen like I'm gonna see someone. Um, but I it's also kind of one of the good things is that like I I've never been in like a real open relationship before i've been in more of like kind of friends with benefit situations or like things that are just messy and complicated and like one of the things i like at least for the time being who knows i mean i shouldn't say this shit can blow up anytime anywhere yes. as yes, they you can. know as we all know like mm-hmm. but i like that there's so much more honesty and like and he's seen someone else and like um but it's like nice that like we're honest about it and like in terms of like Look, like, because uh, we set uh, boundaries in terms of, like, you know, I don't necessarily need to know, like, you know, the dossier, but it's, like, I ask that, like, you take these safety precautions, because I don't want to police you, because I also realize, like, I don't, I'm at a point where I'm, like, I don't want to be policing your entire life. I don't mm-hmm. want to be, like, your dad or your security guard. Like, I don't want to be your parole officer. Like, I don't need you to check in with me. I just need you to value my health. And like, I do the same with you. So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's something I've been talking with my girlfriend about. Cause she's new to non-monogamy, but surprisingly stellar at it thus far. Um, it's kind of great. She's probably better and more commun- communicative about it, about than other women I've dated who like, who like have read the books or done the podcast. Right. Right. And, and I'm like, what you did, you didn't know research and you're just doing this. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and I, so I keep having a reminder because she's like big on this, like the whole truth, nothing but truth, like tell all the things. And I go like, it's like, I don't want to micromanage your sex life. Yes. It's not that like, I don't want to hear things or what, or, but I just don't need to police what you're doing. I don't need to say who you can fucking how and when, how you can talk about each and every, it's like, we'll figure it out. You'll break a couple eggs. I'll couple, I'll break a couple of your eggs. There will be moments where people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And if we are emotionally mature people who are, who seem ready to like, come with to each other with grace and compassion we can share when something felt icky yeah. um but yeah like i don't want to micromanage who she fucks and you know the only thing i ask is like don't fuck comics without talking to me first <laughs> i mean that's fair for any yeah sense of yeah no i don't want someone to come out in a roast battle that i didn't know about yeah you know? <laughs> like what if we or what if we got beef i don't fucking know you know or, and then there's only one comic i've just said like and i'm already gonna say like i, I know this will seem weird but just don't fuck him yeah and uh be, and, and i know i like him he's nice guy but i'm like if you fuck him i will feel uglier by proxy yeah <laughs> and so just don't do it and, and i showed her a picture and she's like how i was like he's very charming <laughs> I, and i really want to know i mean i guess off air but <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> that has been 
he has been my my boundary in relationships since I've started having a girl. The first time I had a girlfriend at 25, what were my my boundary rule requests? Talk to me before you like fuck comics. Just check on that because yeah. those are my coworkers. And please don't fuck. <laughs> And I, I knew I needed to put that in place when I took her to uh, a, a, an older ex. I took her to Comedy Fight Club. Yeah. And I saw him, like, saw the moves. And, you know, he fluctuates. So sometimes he actually looks he looks I much know. more fuckable yes. than not. So I'm just like, but please don't. Yeah. <laughs> and every girlfriend I've had since that I have named and said, please just don't fuck him. <laughs> I like him. He's funny. I just, I it, that will... I already know. I understand that completely. That is fair. That is very, very fair. Oh. <laughs> he also is weirdly charming. I will say that. Right? Yes. I'm like, I, I I see it. Like the way I've seen him like talk to her, I go like, oh, you pull tail that you should not get. Yes. And I see why, especially when he's like mildly taking more care of himself. I'm yes. like, oh yeah, like that's Good for him, but please not mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it is a beautiful thing because I think a, a beautiful part about non-monogamy and a loving relationship is the like the freedom to go do those things and yeah. go try that stuff and and the freedom to do it without having like ask first or check first, right? It's like, go do the thing. Come talk back. If it was kind of icky for me, I'll tell you and it's not the end of the world yeah. and we try, you know, it's all good. Um, I also like the freedom to not do things. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if she if she at some point starts feeling like not sure how to navigate like seeing other guys or not seeing other guys without uh, romantic attachments, she can have that freedom to also not fuck other people for yeah. a while, which I sometimes take. I like to sometimes, sometimes I'm not feeling super horny. My libido's low and I choose not to have a lot of other sexual partners or any others. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's like a beautiful thing to do within, with not my, so it sounds like this guy, it's, it's been a year and two months. So like you keep saying, you know, casual COVID buddy or, you know, guy I'm seeing, but like, it sounds like he's a boyfriend. Uh, yeah, I guess. He I sounds know. like a boyfriend. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do you not like, do you not like that word? I mean, I do. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry, is commitment a scary thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's funny because, I mean, basically, yes. And, like, we did have this talk. It's funny. I feel like he is, like, a little bit – or sometimes he gets more hesitant about the label than I do. Okay. But I, do, I, I just – I don't know. I think it's weird, but I also just think it's weird because I haven't used that label in so long that I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess this is, like, a – I mean, like, we do say it is a relationship for, you know – it is sure. like <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess technically yes <laughs> i just want to jinx it in case like this podcast comes out and then we break up and then it's I'm like, been oh, over well. a year like i feel like you got through like the 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 scare the introductory period yeah you got through those first few months yes it's true i know and it's fine but i also i literally don't know i mean who knows mm. like things are opening up more and more who the fuck knows what's gonna happen but yeah, you know. well, it sounds like there's some foundation there yes, i they, take i hope you can have some confidence in, in whatever it is that's <laughs> going on was the last Last boyfriend, yes. To use the ug- that ugly, ugly word, <laughs> was the last boyfriend the monogamous thing you said? Uh, last serious one, yeah, it was like a monogamous thing, and then mm-hmm. like there were like things that were like more non-starters than anything else. Sure, yeah. Um, but the last serious like romantic relationship, the last boyfriend was was, was that guy, and, yeah. and was, you said it was like two and a half years monogamy. Yeah, yeah it was two and a half years, and it, like it didn't end well. Well, yeah, it didn't end well. Really. Was not well mean. Well, it was just because um, part of it was that, like, uh, it started off, he- so we met in New York, and we were, like, you know, um, 
having a relationship in New York and then it turned long distance rather abruptly. Uh-huh. And it was something where like I had never been in a long distance relationship, but I knew for myself that like I don't think long distance is a relationship I can handle. And it just unraveled from there. Sure. And I think that I was also very young in that relationship. And so I didn't fully know how to communicate my resentment about certain things. And so I think I would just let things build up and then it would be too late. How old were you when that relationship ended? Um, I, that was, because you said young. Uh, curious. well, I, I, yeah, it was like 26. You went a decade without like a, a solid romantic relationship. And like, is that easy for you? Is that something that fucks with you? Uh, I mean, I, I think as I got older, I got more ready for something more romantic. Um, and I think that when I was in that relationship at the time, like it was actually very useful for a lot of reasons. Like it just helped me to come to terms with, uh, being queer and like coming out. And Mm -hmm. I think that that stuff was very necessary for me. But then after all, I kind of outgrew that relationship. And then like, because I was like newly, like much more out, I wanted to really just explore sexually more. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I did need a number of years to just figure that out and do that. But then, you know, as I explored more, the more I realized I was like, okay, this is, I had a lot of fun, but I'm ready for something that's at least more committed or like, even if it's not necessarily like a solid, like monogamous relationship, you know, I want something that's much more of a stable, like, okay, like someone who I see every week or every two weeks or whatever, or like someone who I can like actually like chat with about things or like get advice from mm-hmm. and things like that. And that was something I realized I never really, I hadn't built. So like, I just kind of had more of like a stable of guys who I knew I could have sex with and even guys who I knew I could be friendly ish with, but like no one who I really could share a life with, I sure. guess for lack of a better term. Yeah. I asked that just cause I, you know, part of the reason I started this show is cause like women would sleep with me and they wouldn't date me like in my early twenties and in college and such. So I was having like sexual success, but I wasn't having romantic success. And at some point I was starting to question like, am I not lovable? Yeah. And then that was starting to become like a thing. Um, so I didn't know if that like when you go a certain amount of time without at least like a decent romantic connection or loving connection uh to be a little more inclusive to the fucking ras out there uh y'all love the fucking you need a little who care who needs fucking love and whatever i do yeah i need love i need someone to love me back yeah that's like, um so yeah no i didn't know if that um did anything but no, so, honestly, some people yeah, also is- some people also get comfortable just being single yeah, a lot of straight women in their late thirties just be like, get kind of resigned to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then they kind of just accept what is closest to emotional, and it will be like some good dick that like isn't a piece of shit because the bar is that low. It really is though. Oof. And trust me, in the gay world it's also pretty low too. Yeah, I, it, it, the common denominator just seems to be dudes. I don't yeah, know. It I really don't, is. <laughs> it seems to be. Yes. And I shouldn't say that because I know, like, I mean, I feel like any lesbian friends you're gonna listen are gonna be like, no, like, I mean, there are I. And I know there are lesbians who are just as whorish and are just as like commitment phobes or are willing to, you know, whatever or lie and manipulate and et cetera, et cetera. But for me, like I was having a similar issue where I feel I felt like after a while, I was kind of like, okay, people, I know that there are guys who like to have sex with me. And I know that there are guys who like to have sex with me and find me entertaining, but there were never, it was hard to find a guy who wanted to really be with me mm-hmm. and like for example case in point so earlier that guy i mentioned going to that um bathhouse party with yeah um it was just like i mean honestly in general it was just a really like unhealthy sort of like relationship for lack of a better i mean i wouldn't even call it an official relationship it was just an unhealthy 
connection that we both had because he was engaged to someone else and like it was open but like how open it was was really not clear and that was a very great area and i didn't really care for it uh the fact that it was so great because i wouldn't have minded if it was like open in terms of like everyone was on board with stuff but like um the fiance didn't know who i was he didn't know about me which like was a problem because i was like well then this isn't really open yeah if like that's what you're saying and if you and based on the parameters that he had said i was like well if based on these parameters like i hang out with you too much for this to be a real open based on your rules yeah and it was one of those things where like it would just be slowly dawn on me where i was like oh like he had fun being around me and like but and would have fun having sex with me but he would would not actually want to be with me and it was something that just you know makes you feel like shit when you're like what is it that I'm missing? Or also, like, what is it that, like, I mean, it took me a while in therapy to be like, oh, no, there's something that's clearly wrong with him. And it has nothing to do with me. But, you know, you don't know these things. And when you're not going to therapy, you're not figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and so the boyfriend who's not a boyfriend, but is totally a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, if you had your druthers, is this someone you see, like, being something more committed? Or is this something that's you feel is more of a comfortable covid relationship um i mean i guess well assuming he's not a listener yeah i know well i hope not i very much hope not um but <laughs> is it good do you get do you get like do you date guys who like sometimes want to listen to all the things that you do or not or in, um, no on? although weird enough he has started listening to like other things i've done and i'm like oh dear uh and like um back when i was doing more shows over zoom he um he actually surprised you by coming to one of the shows. I didn't know until like, coming to one of the shows, which he logged on to. I one know, of the yeah. Shows. <laughs> he took the <laughs> internet. Uh, he went on the super highway. <laughs> but like, he surprised me, and like, I wouldn't have even noticed because like, I was like, I had already, I was planning to like do some jokes about him, like whatever. And I mean, not that that's like even really a problem, but I, you know, I just get cagey about shit when sure. I talk about like people I'm fucking. And uh, he and I like happened to look at the Zoom, and I was like, "Wait, your name is on here." And so I texted. Him, I was like, "What are you do? What are you doing tonight?" And he was like, "Oh, nothing. Why?" And I was like, "Cause your name is clearly in this fucking thing." <laughs> <laughs> have you all done the "I love yous"? No, uh, no, we have not. <laughs> do you feel that sounded the- aggressive? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I accused you of something. <laughs> I didn't murder him, and I don't love him. Uh, so, do uh, do you feel the thing? I mean, I definitely feel. I definitely feel like a deep emotional connection with him. I guess that's love. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I definitely feel a lot for him, and like we have had conversations about like talking about like you know, I mean. As it is, we did have a talk about like how serious this is, because um, I mean, I I had to be like, listen, like we're like we see each other every week, we have sex every week, we see each other for an extended period of time, because like either I'll go over to this place or vice versa, and like mm-hmm. we'll stay over for a couple of days. So I'm like, this is you know, this isn't a fuck buddy situation anymore. Right. Um, so and he was he acknowledged that finally because yeah. he was still in a like weird phase of like well you know like it's still kind of casual and i was like i'm not saying that like i want you to stop sleeping other other people <clears throat> i'm saying that this is a relationship <laughs> like we are not acting and i don't think feeling casually about each other yes 
So, like, emotionally, can we acknowledge that? Exactly. I wonder if there's, like, any, like, anxiety when you're getting up into that, like, heart attack eligible age, uh, <laughs> you know, like, that 55 and above, and yeah. you're just like, well, like, then any, like, any one committed relationship in theory could be the last, I know. <laughs> more, like, more likely than, like, than before. And then it's like, well, is this the one that I would want to die with? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this the one I want to widow? Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, it's so funny because, I mean, it's, I hope not. And he and I feel like it, this is true with a lot of like older gay men who at least who I've tended to date is that yeah. like a lot of them have came out at an older age and then were in relationships for far too long. So like this guy, he was in a relationship for 15 years with and, a man or with a woman? With a man. Okay, yeah. And it was and from and like, you know, it serves its purpose and it's also different because I mean, if you think about you know, being out and queer like 20 years ago, the options weren't the same as they were today because, I mean, even being out 20 years ago was, you know, left you liable to all forms of discrimination and danger and like all kinds of like, you know, discrimination in terms of housing discrimination or like discrimination in terms of like medica- medicines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so like I know and like and this has happened with like other older men who I've hooked up with as well where like a lot of them like kind of like came out and immediately got into a relationship because they're like oh you're gay and i'm gay so we're going to be gay together without fully understanding like yes being gay is not enough like we need to be compatible on this level and compatible sexually incompatible like in terms of like where we want to grow to and things like that and so i know that he's in that phase where he like got out of that relationship and is very like i just am not ready to be in something that serious and committed again because it was so limiting especially towards the end yeah yeah and that's something that i do which is something i can empathize and understand with because i know i agree again the relationship i was in was only for two and a half years but i mean i remember feeling very confined emotionally and like and sexually like things were not as adventurous as i would have liked which yeah. then makes things you know stale and you know you're not as satisfied sure sure yeah. but now you're you think you're still gonna hit up uh, one of these parties <laughs> I, I still we're, might. We're gonna run into each other at something I at some point. <laughs> I maybe. I don't know. I'll go. I mean, I feel like I've seen some like mixed ones where I'm like, I would go to that. I again, I would probably just have to mix find as in like, what do you mean? Or like or queer, but like mixed in terms of okay. like, not like they just... let straight people in, which is really nice of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is very charitable because like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But like you know, <laughs> but you know, or for example, like you know, I know House of Yes, for example, has like ones that are like mi- mixed in terms of like all sexualities, as opposed to ones yeah. that are strictly like. You have to be just a gay man, or you are just straight. Yeah, whatever. even the one I go to, like Hacienda, is pretty like queer informed, queer inclusive. Yeah. I would say like there, I definitely see more queer women and AFAB folk than I see like queer dudes. But like, yeah, there's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely a party where every, you know, when I met, I met an ex girlfriend at a Hacienda, mm-hmm. and uh, like that night, like I was lying down, and she was blowing me, and next to me on the mattress was a dude, and he was getting blown by a dude, and yeah. it's just like this is this is what's up. <laughs> See, and that honestly, like, there's something just really beautiful about that. Like, I, I'm like, that's fun. Some dudes will go, some straight guys will get really weird with me and go like, well, you fuck, that doesn't, eh? I'll be like, I don't know, I'm really distracted by the woman sucking my cock. I'm not really, like, watching the dudes yeah. very much. Like, I might glance over and be like, that's interesting, but, you know, like, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're focusing on the dudes blowing each other, that sounds like something for like you and your therapist sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Calvin, where can people go find you? Oh, so um, uh, my website besides is... uh, you know various gay sex bar, uh, gay male s- sex bars, I don't know. Yeah, uh, in New York City. <laughs> 
So um, uh, I basically I'm now now things are open. I'm performing all around New York City, and like um, I was doing several like Pride and like LGBTQ related events. Um, but like if you go to uh, calvincato.com, C-A-L-V-I-N-C-A-T-O.com, that should have a listing of like dates and stuff. And then I'm also on Instagram at Calvin S. Cato, um, as well as on Twitter at Cato Calvin and on Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, but I was on Facebook. <laughs> like in 2005 when the earth first cooled <laughs> and uh i'm on facebook so yeah just find me there and i got my stuff listed and whatever sick sick yeah. well everyone go check that out and calvin thanks for chatting with us why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody all right goodbye fuckers <laughs> <laughs> very aggressive at the end people were thinking like he sounds like a really sweet boy whoa <laughs> fuckers. i like to switch it up you know it's about sexual adventurousness okay you gotta <laughs> surprise people keep them guessing <laughs> Well, what did you think of that? Oh, hold the thought. Hold the thought. Hold it. Hold it. Now go on over to manwhorepod.com slash discord. Hold that thought. Okay, head on over to the episode discussion channel. Yes, yes. Now throw that thought down. Yeah, come on. Come join Fanhor Nation in the champagne room, our super awesome, super free, super sex positive Discord server where you can connect with your fellow fanhors about a variety of topics, including this week's guest, Calvin Cato. Do you want to hear your thoughts or hear your comments on the podcast? Oh, great. You can call in right now and leave a voicemail at 646-580-1351. I just may pick yours to play on the show. And maybe, maybe you want to hear your thoughts and your words on this week's episode, uh, but you don't really want to hear your own voice. That's okay. Shoot me an email, manhorpod at gmail.com. Oh, have you not heard our bonus episodes? Yeah, I got over 200 bonus episodes of the Manhor podcast with like pretty much all of your favorite guesses. If, if you have a favorite guest, they probably have a bonus episode available on Patreon. And, you know, not only do you get access to all that, you're also supporting the podcast. You're supporting me as I sit in random parking lots of McDonald's in Massachusetts just for you. So again, join up today, support the pod you love at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, oh my God, that's a raccoon, dot com slash manhorn podcast are my everything locked. Yo, that shit just jumped into that garbage. Whoa. Okay. I'm a little uncomfortable. Nature, I'm not, I'm a city boy. I'm not a nature boy. (laughs) Folks, (laughs) thanks for tuning in. Oh my God, it's out again. Okay. Just leave me alone. I don't want any trouble. I'm not here for your shit. Okay, everybody stay safe. Stay away from the raccoons and uh, stay slutty. Dogecoin to the moon, ready to buy the dip? Start investing in cryptocurrency today with Coinbase, and you can get $10 worth of Bitcoin for free after signing up at manhorpod.com slash crypto. Come on, how much longer is this fiat thing going to last?